0: Let's get started.
1: Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. This is Jennifer. I'm Corey. And today we want to tell you something. Get ready for it. Get the hammer out to nail the, the, the last nail into the coffin, practically speaking. But Facebook and social media is about to be put into the grave. Hospice has been called. We are, you know, Facebook and social media in the world that we know it is getting ready to change. And Corey and I have been eyeball deep in planning sessions and coming up with budgets for 2020. And we're re-looking at everything we're doing from a social media standpoint um, for next year and the years ahead, whether it happens in 2020 or 2021. But if your marketing plan and your biggest marketing initiatives are all around social media, then it's time to rethink what you're doing.
2: Yeah, we don't do a lot of hot takes on the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast, but I think that this one really warrants it. Um, we don't do a lot of predictions either, but I, I agree with Jen in every sense of the word that uh, by you know two, three years from now, maybe five years from now, maybe six months from now, who knows, but social media, it's on the decline. And if that's how you are getting a lot of your messaging and marketing out there, then you might be in trouble. It might be time to start thinking about a different strategy.
1: Yeah, we've got some clients who, we when we're evaluating their budgets for the new year, You know, they spend a lot of money on AdWords and things like that, but they've seen their social media budgets kind of ramping up over the years and we're really evaluating how much money we're spending on social media, but also how much time and energy we're putting into that content creation that's just on social media. Part of that is, you know, when we're on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or any of these other platforms that you might be using for your practice it is um, akin to kind of renting a house versus owning a house.
2: Yeah, and so if you're renting or leasing this space, essentially what that means is is Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are, they can sort of pull the rug out from underneath you and then since you never own that piece of property, all of a sudden it's just gone and you don't have anything left. You have no equity, There's, it's just gone, everything is gone. So if you remember a couple of years ago, there was that platform from Google, it was Google Plus, And if you put a lot of time into that and you created a community there, that's well and good. But as of, I believe it was April this year, they shut Google Plus down. So if you invested time, money, blood, sweat, tears into Google Plus, they just turned it off.
1: Yeah. And part of the reason I think that we're, I mean, we're not the only ones making a prediction. Um, I think Corey and I are pretty up on the trends and we we attend some conferences a couple times a year just to make sure that we're current so to hear it from other experts out there i mean the the fact is you saw it during the last election cycle you saw zuckerberg testifying in front of Congress. You saw the awkwardness of that. You see the um, the penalties coming down for privacy violations. You saw the changes after the Cambridge analytics. And you're seeing the headlines talking about the breakup of monopolies, Google, Facebook, those kinds that are out there. And it's just a matter of time before it's done.
2: And there's this whole big discussion about uh, your, your data and like do you own your data or when you enter into one of these relationships not only with social media but with your your phone provider basically or your internet provider your browser are you forfeiting your data and then do they own it or is it yours and you're starting to see lawsuits and things like that come into play and the whole reason that these social networks exist and the way that they can make money is basically by selling your data So they're advertising networks, and if the if something changes and they no longer have access or can easily pull that demographic data and that interest data from you, so if they no longer know that you're a 45 year old female that loves baseball, corn dogs, and Leonard Skinnerd, well, all of a sudden, are you talking
1: about me? Because I love all those things. Who doesn't? I'm almost 45, but I love all those
2: things. But, yeah, if you lose access to those things, all of a sudden you're going to lose a lot of advertising dollars. And then, you know, at the end of the day, if they're not making money, you know, it's like anything, follow the money. So if the money dries up, why would Facebook still exist? They wouldn't.
1: And I think a lot of this goes. So the last couple of years we saw Facebook in particular because they're the behemoth. You know, they went public. They were forced to monetize a lot of that sense of community kind of went away, you saw the audiences that were there and were the most engaged kind of moving on. And then we saw the ability to get organic ranking really fall down. And so I don't think this is so much about Facebook and that organic ranking and advertisers, but that as much as it is now about privacy. And so you know, you've got, you have GDPR that came down last year, in the European Union, and, you know, there's American companies that are spending, U.S.-based companies that are spending thousands of dollars a year just to maintain the the minor regulations for dealing with uh, companies in the U.S., in the EU. And then now you've got um, at the end of October of 2019, you have a privacy regulation coming through a law that was passed in New York. And we're going to have until, you know, I think it's till I think it passes and we have until October 23rd, October 28th to actually implement the change. Just from a privacy standpoint, if you're working with anybody in New York, California has legislation right now that's also going to be, like, done and, you know, signed, sealed, and delivered, I think they said October, maybe November, and then you've got Nevada, you've got, I think... Um, I think Nevada, North Dakota, there's a handful of other states. And so it's this hodgepodge and we all know they're not gonna pass this thing in Congress. Like they're not gonna do a national law. We don't even have a national you know, marijuana law. So how are we gonna do it? Instead, there's gonna be a hodgepodge of laws that are gonna come from you know, the 50 plus states here. And we're going to, as companies and businesses, we're going to need to understand each of those individual privacy concerns. That privacy, those changes in privacy, that's what's going to be the driver to change social media.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I with so it's it's privacy, it's data, and then it's also going back to what we were talking about before with sort of owning the space and leasing or renting the space. It's it's a real estate issue as well, and we've seen that for years on Facebook where if you if you actually Go through your feed and you count how many things that you see that relate to you personally friends and family versus ads you're gonna you're gonna realize there's a lot of ads in there and they're actually facebook um i think it was last year they basically said we are almost out of ad space like there's nowhere to put
1: sometimes we can't ads. even spend the budgets right that we've got and it's not because you can't find a place to put those dollars they're just, at this point, there are not enough eyeballs.
2: It's saturated.
1: It's completely saturated.
2: Yeah. And, and so at a at a macro level, Facebook, they want you to engage with the content. And so you may have heard about this in a previous episode of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. You may have seen this on the news or somewhere else. Um, but essentially what happened was they realized that people were getting inundated with brands and ad messaging. So what they did was they said, we're going to focus more on community engagement and try and get people back to the original reason that they signed up for the platform. Because if you don't enjoy using Facebook, you don't get eyeballs on the ad content, then again, you follow the money and there's not as much ad revenue there. So they tried that strategy, it kind of works, but it pissed off a lot of advertisers now they're saying okay well we're going to do that but we're also going to focus on groups so we can build these sort of online communities but within facebook they just started doing that you may have seen advertisements for facebook groups they've started to roll them out on tv is that working we don't really have numbers on that just yet but we do know that social media usage overall is down so last year jay bear did a study and he said that social media usage in America increased an average of 7.7% for the past nine years. And in 2018, it was down 4%. And the biggest loser in that is Facebook. So something to consider there is, again, depending on what your audience is, they have either, they're on their way out, they're not paying attention to the platform anymore, potentially, Um, obviously Facebook is the biggest player, so there's still going to be an audience there but what we're trying to say is that the writing is kind of on the wall that moving forward, it's not the place to be. Hey guys, Corey here, co-host of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast, and I wanted to interrupt this episode just for a minute to tell you about Insight Training Solutions. So Insight Training Solutions is an ongoing employee engagement and training platform for your medical practice, meaning employees can log on and take these medical practice-specific trainings whenever and wherever they are. And each training is meant to increase employee engagement, improve practice reputation, and develop some patient service mindsets. If we're being honest, something that we all know some of the employees may lack. Not uh, calling anybody out by name, But uh, one of the cool things about Insight Training Solutions is they're always developing new content. And they just released 10 Steps to a Phenomenal Patient Experience where you'll learn how to create a phenomenal patient experience, strengthen job security, And discover customer service secrets for your entire team so this course is in addition to the other ones they already have which include communication across generations and how to understand today's multi-generational workforce and how to develop overall patient experience this is another course the new approach to customer service we've also got eight ways to wow patients and you can sign up for a free trial to see what everything is about uh, at insight training solutions dot io that's insight training solutions dot io or just google insight training solutions you'll be glad you did
1: i i completely agree and i think we're we're saying facebook very like loosely what we're talking about is social media in general but specifically facebook because they're the biggest i think that If you are a diehard, you want to stay on social media and you just want to keep doing what you're doing and uh, keep repeating it, which we know what the definition of insanity is. It's like doing the same thing every single day and get the same result. Mm -hmm. Then you need to start looking at social media outside of just Facebook. You need to start looking at, and even outside of Instagram, you need to look at where there's those micro audiences. You know, if LinkedIn fits into your profile for your practice, and I would encourage you to take a look at it because I think we'll have plenty of episodes that are getting ready to come through the pipeline talking about employee engagement being the new marketing and if that's the case go on to LinkedIn start beefing up your company page and then do some micro campaigns specifically for maybe a thousand people where you can go super targeted but look at those different platforms like that where you can do micro targeting and where it's not already saturated I think at the end of the day though if social media is the taking up more than 15% of your marketing budget or 15% of your time in marketing, then it's time to start looking at some other channels. And so I think that there is the solution in this is to be aware of it, one, and two, to start making plans. And so let's talk a little bit about the Netflix effect, because I think that is relevant, because I think the real strategy for everybody moving forward is not just to forget about social media, because that's kind of the delivery platform, but to start looking about the content we're creating and the different ways that we might be able to capitalize on that content.
2: Yeah. I mean, you want to own the content you're creating, which is exactly what Netflix is doing. So if you have a Netflix account, and you've logged in, I'm sure that you've seen that every time you scroll in any direction on Netflix it's now a Netflix original and they've put so much money into developing and creating crafting their own content because they know that if they control it they have the rights to it they can monetize it and they can they can control every aspect of it amazon is doing the same thing you're starting to see a lot of these other streaming Netflix come and
1: out. Instagram are doing their own TV too
2: Right yeah there's Instagram TV IGTV it's called um, there there's all of these these big big companies and brands that are starting to do this and i gotta say that if they're doing it they're probably right and it it makes sense to sort of follow in their footsteps so one way that you can can create and control your own content is through your website so if if you own that content you're building content with that can be video that can be audio that can be long form written things but it makes sense that instead of investing on just a couple of pretty pictures on social media that you actually start to develop relevant content that people want and then put it on your website. Because if the social media starts to dry up, people are going to, they're still going to need you. Obviously they're still going to look for your services. So what are they going to do? They're going to most likely turn to a search engine. And so you're going to want to have your content show up. And if you do that correctly then you may not even notice that the the social media traffic is gone.
1: Well, and yes, absolutely, and I think those are good points. And I think that we're not suggesting that you just get off of social media. No, not at all. But I think it's time to change the mindset. Social media is a media delivery platform for you. It is not the place that you want to go and store all your content. It is not the place where you want to put all your eggs in that basket. What we're suggesting is to double down on creating great content and having a plan for that content and the the f- place to start is with your current customer base or your patient base and your employees and to do some some to dive into the analytics just like you would for any content create the stuff people are looking for put it on your website then use the different social media channels to start disseminating and distributing that content to those different audiences. Just know that it's more expensive now to reach those audiences, and you need to look at places outside of where the sandbox that you've been playing in. Because those houses, they've, they're have they raising the rent, and you got, might have to find a new place to live.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I know that for some ad campaigns that we've run before, you know, we used to be able to get just a couple of cents per impression or per click. And it's quadrupled or more, and and again it goes back to real estate. Just because there's there's more brands, more people, more practices, more businesses, et cetera, et cetera, on social media, and they're either targeting folks or retargeting them from some website that they were on, and it's it's just a big traffic jam. So the budget that you had doesn't go as far, and then from an organic standpoint on social media there there used to be a time when you had a thousand fans on Facebook and you posted something and you were going to reach a thousand people well again Facebook realized going back to the point I was making a few minutes ago that people didn't want to see all that so if you have a thousand fans now you're lucky if you reach 60 of them organically so you have to pay to reach the rest and that number it's going to get higher and higher and that reach is going to get lower and lower
1: I think it's all really good points and it's all food for thought that needs to be considered. And I think now we're recording this um, in early September. Everybody's starting to think about budgets and what the game plan is for next year. I think we need to all be very aware, aware of this, but we need to have a plan in place probably starting in 2020. Maybe it doesn't have to be January. Maybe it's June or July. But we need to start thinking about what the strategy is going to be moving forward. And I'm going to encourage everybody to really... I'm going to say pay attention to the news, but honestly pay attention to this podcast because we will bring you whatever is the most relevant as it relates to this kind of breaking story and evolving like conversation, which is going to impact the way that we've been marketing medical practices. And I'm going to say this, we're going to, let's end on this. We are seeing a cyclical time as it relates to marketing. So back in the day, it was print, it was TV it was network television, it was radio, then it became social media and websites and content. And now we're starting to see um, owned media, meaning, you know, even as a company, Cleveland Clinic is a great example. They are a media company as much now as they are a hospital, they have an entire media organization within the organization, they sell advertising on their blog, Health Essentials they get seven million visitors a month they are a media organization with all of their owned content that they're leveraging to drive patients to the hospital system that is where it's going
2: yeah and, and they are not the only ones doing that actually so uh, Northwell which is a, um, a university they just started a content plan called the well and it's a it's basically just a wellness blog. And so their whole point, and there's there's nothing really on it of, about um, Northwell Health, but the whole part or the whole point of the well is basically how to either stay well-informed or like make the right healthcare decisions for your family. And it just so happens that it comes from Northwell Health. You know, so it's, and, but this is their version of the owned media platform. They made a blog and you can subscribe to it. You can get a newsletter in the mail every week or every month whenever they do it. And there, it's it's its own basically separate entity. That
1: it's a media company exactly, within a hospital system. Exactly. And that's where things are going. There, it's it's cyclical and it's going back to you know some of the traditional things that people used to do or organizations used to do. And then it's just amplified because of the new tools that are available. So this is going to be an ongoing discussion. I think this is a a good place to stop this episode, but this is going to be an ongoing discussion. If you have any questions or want some feedback on it or want us to take a look at anything you've got going on, not from a sales perspective, but strictly we are a community here at the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, reach out to Corey or I and um, we'll be happy to point you in the right direction. So with that, I'm Jennifer. Uh, I'm Corey. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Mark Tips podcast. Thanks guys.